Hey, kiddo, how was the hill? Did you learn anything? Yeah, that ripping pow induces spontaneous joy. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Ooh, look at all you bigots. Look at all you bigots. So many bigots in the chat and so few of you bigots have hit the thumbs up. You guys realize that. If you hit the thumbs up, if you share these videos, you too can help to stop the climate crisis. You can help the good grown-ups on the TV, the philanthropists and the friends of Jeffrey Epstein, like Bill Gates and the UN, to stop the climate crisis. You can do this. You too can help stop it with your thumbs up. With your thumbs up, guys. Make sure to share the video. Did we? It looks like we, we must have cut out for a second there. We're getting throttled again. We're getting throttled. What's up with that? Well, there we go. My mod squad's up in the chat. Thankfully, the mod squad's up in the chat. Oh, oh man, I could, I could use a long Epsom salt bath right now. I'm kind of sore. But we're doing this. We're doing this. We're going hard today. We're going hard today. All right, everybody, everybody, everybody. Today is, what is it, the 25th? 25th. Ah, 25th of February, 2021. It is, shoot, almost two years. Let's see, that, that last video, I edited that. I know I edited that in October 2019. Right and how how amazing how amazing what what uh what foresight we had here on the the crisis the cri the climate crisis right Bill Gates here to save the world we talked about Bill Gates the last couple streams Bill Gates is here to save the world we have so many saviors so many saviors and so many villains we know who the villains are right the villains are anybody who doesn't. <laughs> anyone who doesn't repeat the slogans basically right those are the villains anyone who doesn't repeat the slogans you are a repressive bigot if you don't repeat the slogans that the good grown-ups on the tv feed to you if you don't do that you are a big mean repressive bigot and part of the patriarchy right we're here we're here to be good global citizens of course like leonardo dicaprio and, and Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, uh, and uh, what is it? What's that guy? Don Gote, the richest man in Africa, who just happens to be close friends with Bill Gates, uh, with the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, whose member corporations include Monsanto, Shell, BP, Cargill, <laughs> all the biggest GMO giants who've been uh, poisoning our topsoil, completely destroying our gut microbiomes. With these toxic herbicides and pesticides that are being just dumped in gigatons, dumped by the gigaton all over these crops that are patented by these same entities, right? Bill Gates, the biggest shareholder in Monsanto, he bought like, what was it, 500 million shares of Monsanto back in 2010 through his foundation, of course, right? It's not Bill Gates. He gives his money away. <laughs> he just, he's a, he's a philanthropist, right? Right. The, uh, the 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 brainwashed masses, the brainwashed masses that they, they repeat the tropes. They'll tell you, 
What have you given away? You, you haven't given away billions of dollars like Bill Gates. Bill Gates is not giving away billions of dollars, guys. If you want to learn a little bit about Bill Gates' philanthropy, check out the previous stream on this channel about Bill Gates, victim, hero, philanthropist, I believe was the, uh, the title of that one. Right? That he uses his NGO, right? his nonprofit, his tax-free foundation. Those are vehicles. These are vehicles. This, is, this whole scam was invented by Rockefeller back in the day. Right, the, uh, the the robber barons used this. They rebranded themselves as philanthropists. Right, so the big tech robber barons are not, you know, filthy, ruthless psychopaths, destroying their competition, leaving a trail of blood and tears behind them anymore. No, no, no. They are they're philanthropists. Yeah, <laughs> you get this. You get how it works because they have tax free foundations that they funnel their money through in this shell game of corporate investment, right? So they'll invest in these hedge funds, they'll invest in these uh, huge corporations, they'll invest in Monsanto, they'll invest in developing vaccinations, invest in companies like Moderna, yeah? And that's not investment though, it's philanthropy because he's doing it through a tax-free foundation. They will give money through the foundation to these corporations that he owns shares in. <laughs> so, but that's philanthropy. It's not investment. You see how this works, guys. You see how this works. All right, so that you are saving the planet by simply purchasing plant-based kibble from Bill Gates, right? Giving up your animals, giving up your land. You're saving the planet. You're saving the planet. Now, speaking of saving the planet, we got, we've got the Save the Planet Streamlabs competition going on today. Remember, guys, if you, if you truly want to, uh, to stop the climate crisis, the only way to do that is to support the stream with them Streamlabs tips. Throw the link up in here for the Streamlabs contest tonight. So far, there's only been one entry into the contest. The, uh, the always loyal Mick Ale. Mick Ale. What's up, Mick Ale? Mick Ale, the top super chatter so far. Remember, don't send the super chats through YouTube. If you want me to read your comments, if you got questions... Or if you just want to support, which hopefully you do. Hopefully you don't take these streams for granted. Because if you do, if you don't support, this channel might not be able to stream anymore, guys. I'm telling you. We appreciate guys like Mick Ale. You guys are our sponsors. We don't got Bill Gates money. We don't have Prince Bin Awaleed Bin Talal, who owns co-owns the Four Seasons with Bill Gates, sponsoring this stream like he does to, uh, to our friends over at Plant Based News. At Plant Based News, we're going to hit on the second half. Right, we got guys like Mick Ale sponsoring this stream. So Mick Ale donated 15 bucks through Super Chat. Thank you, Mick Ale. He says, hey, Lil Aids, uh, your in-house graphic artist is here. What's up, man? He says, can you please explain the meaning and the, uh, the importance of repentance? Thank you for the Streamlabs, man. Thank you for the, uh, for the support. Um, first of all, like, I'm not, I'm not, the, uh, I'm not a, a spiritual authority. I am not in any way a, uh, you know, an authority on... Anything within the church, no authority in the church, but I'll, I'll do my best to kind of explain the concept, right? Uh, repentance being turning away from sin. You know, sin and repentance, repentance being something that is required for us, for our salvation, required for us as human beings if we want to live a life in communion with God, right? Repentance is one of those presuppositions of becoming a Christian, right? So becoming Orthodox, repentance is very important. And repentance is not like, oh, I feel so bad. 
Oh man, I've been batched up. I'm so sad. I'm repenting. No, no, repentance is not a feeling. Repentance is changing your life. It's changing your mind. It's turning away, returning to God from sin, which is rejection of God, right? Sin being missing the mark. Sin being, uh, being turning away from God, being actions that draw us away from the truth. Repentance being turning from those lies, turning from the sin and coming back to God. Yeah, so repentance is not a feeling. You want to find out? Find out. Find out. Goodness. You'll come at me and you'll find out how strong I am Ooh. in the plant-based diet. Goodness. Okay. Okay? You'll find out. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to turn down Mr. Mr. Mark Passio there. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Mikael. I appreciate that. Captain Jimmy, what's up, dude? You guys remember, Captain, Jim, Captain Jimmy, you're being naughty. You, so, you donated through Super Chats on YouTube. You know YouTube gets 30% of that. YouTube takes 30% of that. Please don't donate through that, you guys. Use the Streamlabs link. But I appreciate it either way. It's, it's a thought that counts, right? So that is a 60% 60 of that goes to stopping the climate crisis. 30% of that gets eaten up by YouTube. Um, 66, 33, if you want to. Yeah, one third of that goes into going to YouTube. There. But thank you, Captain Jimmy. He's donated five bucks through Super Chats. He's sponsoring the chat to prove that I'm not a bigot. Thank you very much, Jimmy. You are sponsoring the chat, but you're also sponsoring YouTube there. Screw you, YouTube. Screw you, YouTube. We're trying to get well, some of these streams we do really well. We get zero Super Chats through YouTube and only Super Chats through the Streamlabs link, right? So I'll put that Streamlabs link in there again, guys. Um, thank you for the supporters who do support. We got two entries into that into that competition you guys are helping to uh you guys are saving the planet that's what you're doing when you do, when you do that you save the planet um <clears throat> obviously we're joking here joking around a little bit but um yeah thank you guys thank you for the support let's uh we got we get people getting banned people getting banned I'm trying to let me come over here to the chat okay is banning fools you banning fools okay no Infinite Corridor said, uh, repentance in Greek is the word metanoia, which means obtaining the state of righteousness within your state of consciousness and persisting therein faithfully. There you go. There you go. There's a succinct way. <laughs> All right, we got the mod squad up in there. Thank you to the mods. Thank you to the people who, uh, who support these streams by sharing them and liking them. Right? I don't know how much it helps to like them. YouTube has, uh, has basically canned this this channel, YouTube removes about three to 400 subscribers each stream I do. Yeah, so it doesn't matter how many new subs we get, YouTube just removes them. So make sure you guys are subscribed, hit the bell notification, and then get notified. Get notified by clicking on the link. It says get immediate access to our exclusive subscriber library. That's in the description below. You can get notified by clicking on that link and joining our newsletter. We send out a newsletter and email to you to notify you before these streams. That's the best way to get notified. All right, got all you bigots. So the super chat competition is commencing. Remember, you got to use Streamlabs to to properly get in there. And uh, these streams depend on your support, guys. No support via YouTube. These streams depend on your support, and we thank you guys who do support it. All right, let's go back here. Let us let us learn. We got we got a few things to hit on. A few a few quick news bites, little clips that we wanna we wanna hit on before we. Uh, before we get started here. What is this? I can't hear you. What's going on here? 
Why is the audio not working? One second, guys. I might have to restart my... Hmm. Oh, there we go. All right, I figured it out. <laughs> Technical difficulties. If you don't believe that there is white privilege, please don't teach. If you don't believe that black lives matter, please don't teach. If you don't believe in systemic racism and how it negatively impacts our students of color and don't want to help dismantle those <laughs> systems, please don't teach. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right. So this, this, this is, remember, this is who teaches your children. You know, this is who is teaching your freaking children. This is the the biggest the biggest problem in the world is white privilege, right? We got a we got a fat ass white chick telling you about white privilege, right? <laughs> this uh, obese white woman t teaching your children about feeling guilty about being white. I don't know what it is about this clip, but this is just if you don't believe that there is white like privilege. Peak, please don't teach. If you don't peak Americanism here, matter, right? please don't teach. If you don't believe in systemic racism and how it negatively impacts our students of color and don't want to help dismantle those systems, please don't teach. <laughs> Look at her eyes. Look at her crazy ass eyes. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> All right. So yet, yet another reason, yet another reason to not put your children in the government-run state youth internment centers, yeah, right? The state-run youth internment re-education centers. Please, please pull your children out of them for their sake and for the sake of our future. Do not let these people educate your children. Man, uh, ho homeschooling never looked so good until, uh, until 2020. All these people who maybe thought homeschooling was kind of whack a few years ago. Oh, man, I could never do homeschooling. It's so important that our children go to school and learn how to socialize. How to socialize. These are the people who are socializing your children. This this crazy-eyed bitch is socializing your children. Yet another another reminder, another reminder of why we prefer to uh, to homeschool. I know it's not for everybody. Not everybody is able to, right? And it, it is a mark of my white privilege to be able to uh, to be able to homeschool, right? <laughs> but you know it's crazy. Everyone everyone's homeschooling now. All these people who are forced to put their kids on Zoom school, right? All the Zoom schooling. That's leading a lot of people to pull out and homeschool, which is great. All right, we got a couple. We got a couple of uh, donations here. We got John Connor. Thank you, John Connor. John Connor just stepping up, throwing a, throwing a little bit of throwing a little change over at us now. Jake, thank you, John Connor from the future. John Connor, by the way, donated five bucks. Says Bill Willie Gates will be at his Montana Yellowstone compound when the Yellowstone super volcano. <laughs> Goes off along with Ted Turner, the Google execs, and all the ski patrols who tried to pull my pass for trespassing into Yellowstone. Got your pass pulled. Yeah, I don't buy all this super volcano shit, man. These, these people with their... All these... Uh, oh, the super volcano's gonna go off. or The asteroid's gonna destroy the planet. We all gotta come together to save the planet from the super volcano or the climate change. Thank you, John Connor. I appreciate that, man. John Connor, regular sponsor of the stream here, jumping in there. We we, we better hope that uh, 
gotta hope that uh, what's it? Uh, the R Truth and Love comes in. You guys gotta start that start that contest like we had a few weeks back. Or one of these, one of those more donated two streams. We appreciate you, John Connor. Thank you, man. And I uh, hope you get your pass back at Yellowstone. Pike of Terra Nova donated seven ninety three. Says six dollars and twenty seven cents to save the solar system. The solar system, the whole solar system, right? All the planets are heating up because of you. <laughs> because of you. Uh, Pike of Terra Nova, I appreciate that. It was seven ninety three, not six twenty seven. You must have been sending in like, I don't know, what's was it Aussie dollars, something like that. I appreciate it, guy. Um, everybody who supports the stream, we got we got the top sponsors right there. Sponsors of the stream are you guys. You guys are the sponsors. All right, so here we go. We got we got to check it on Sesame Street. Always got to check in up on uh up on Sesame Street here. We got Sesame Street Happy Black History Month. Power of We Club. Let's uh let's check out the uh, the social engineering over here on Sesame Street. I mean, we're we're not even not even 2 seconds in. Right? We're 0.3 seconds in and uh celebrating Black History Month by a kid hanging out, black kid hanging out on Zoom. Right? Because this is normal. This is the new normal. You got to do all communications through big tech devices. Right, it's Sesame Street, as you notice in like the last ten Sesame Street videos we've watched, the kids are always communicating strictly through cell phones, through iPads, or through laptops. Right, and this is being normalized. Right, this is being normalized now. NPR, some of the biggest donors to uh, donors to NPR would include Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other NGOs. Right, these tax-free foundations play a big part in educating you and the children. Through these images, right? So this is not entertainment. This is not just, oh, let's let our kids have some fun and watch watch some educational stuff, and they can learn and they can get entertained while they're learning. No, no, no. This is freaking. <laughs> this is social engineering. They're normalizing the aesthetic of the fourth industrial revolution, which they want to make ubiquitous, and that is everybody, first world countries, third world countries. They want everyone communicating exclusively through their big tech surveillance devices. So, of course, it starts out kids on the computer. Let's see. Uh-huh. And that should do it. Right. Oh, my team! Oh, Elmo, Charlie, you're just in time. Watch this. Black history is my history too. Notice, and notice how. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited to learn about Black history from a from a retarded red puppet. Um, look, it's, you have one real person, one real human, and she's communicating with a puppet, like a fake puppet person, and then just like a little totally fake puppet, <laughs> a little totally fake puppet. Um, 
monster creature, right? These are your friends, right? Imaginary Elmo and a, and a fake puppet person. This is, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is what children are being taught with this. That's why I've invited a special friend to tell us more about this special month. <laughs> Here's my special friend. Here's my... <laughs> my dad's... My dad's wife's boyfriend is here. <laughs> my dad's wife's boyfriend, Randy, is here to teach us all about... <laughs> all about black history. What, who's who's going to teach who's going to teach them any uh any guesses I I'm going I'm to guess it's Bill, it's Bill and Melinda Gates. <laughs> oh, hi. I just wanted to go ahead and uh, teach all you kids about the black history. Oh. oh. Who is it? Who's it going to be? Caitlyn Jenner? Chris. <laughs> A Mexican guy. <laughs> Here's a Mexican guy to keep you, teach you all about black history. Here's a here's a random creepy adult. Here's a random creepy adult with some caterpillar eyebrows named Chris. He's wearing a, a beautiful plastic sweater. Doesn't it just look so soft, kids? That sweater's probably so soft when random children that he meets on the internet sit in his lap, isn't it, kids? Oh, let's all learn from Chris, the weird adult with really thick curtains covering his windows. <laughs> Chris. Oh, Chris. Yay! Oh, Elmo loves random adults. Elmo Daddy always bring home strange men to hang with Elmo. Elmo loves that. Elmo's dad's boyfriend, he brings Elmo so many friends to hang with Elmo and teach him how love lo is love. <laughs> it's just this, this so fun. Chris is totally not a weird groomer character. We like Chris. Happy Black History Month, everyone. Happy, Happy Black History, History Month. Happy Black History Month, Chris. Mexican Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. I am so happy to be here and to celebrate Black History Month with you. Okay, now Chris is a little black. There we go. He's, 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 like, uh, he's like half black. From for far away, I was pretty dang sure he was... Look like the average Ecuadorian. <laughs> Black History Month is when we pay extra attention to celebrate, learn, and understand the history and contributions of African Americans. Yeah, it's a time to celebrate some amazing heroes. That's right. Heroes like John Lewis, who worked hard for equal rights and fairness for all of us. Or Dr. Mae Jemison. She was the first black woman astronaut to travel into space. I want to be a superhero just like them. Oh, yeah. Elmo wants to be a superhero too. Elmo wants to be a superhero too. Elmo really look up to Bill Gates. This episode is brought to you by Pfizer and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, helping to push for proper education for all the kids in the whole world. Thank you, Bill Gates. You are truly a hero of Black History Month. You can be, Elmo. We all can be. I am proud of who I am and my heritage. Remember, black history is everybody's history. Yeah, we should celebrate. Except white males. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Every day. I agree. We should celebrate the amazing work Excuse of African Americans each and every day. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to your Zoom call, three unsupervised children. 
Hi, I'm Chris. Yeah. Look, at, look how Chris, <laughs> look how intense Chris is looking at them, too. Oh, Chris. Chris just has that childlike smile when he looks at three unsupervised children on Zoom. Every <laughs> day. I agree. We should celebrate the amazing work of African Americans each and every day. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Today, I want to wish everyone a happy Black History Month. Happy, happy Black, Black History, History Month. Month. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm gonna need more confetti and a vacuum. Oh, 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 I'm going to need more confetti and a vacuum. Chris jumps in. Hey, don't worry. I've got a handheld vacuum. I'll bring it over right now. Go ahead and DM me your address. Are your parents home? <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, uh, my, my dad says I'm not allowed to... Oh, don't worry. I know your dad. Me and him are friends. Uh, 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 Chris, I, I've never really heard you uh, speak to my dad. What's his name? Uh, I, I talk to your dad all the time. I forget his name. Hurry up. What's your address? I'll be right over with a vacuum to help you clean up that confetti, little unsupervised black child at home alone. <laughs> we could celebrate black history together and clean your room. <laughs> history Month. Happy Black History Month. Bye, Chris. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Alright. That was just... Ah. That Mexican guy, Chris, just seems really cool. Carnists will try to befriend you. Carnists! The carnists! <laughs> Alright, we got some super chats. We got John Connor. John Connor jumping in with another $5 donation. Thank you, John Connor. We got... We got... Mick Ale, currently in first place. Currently in first place. This reminds me, too. I gotta do a... We gotta, we gotta do a call-in show. Because the top super chatter of the last stream requested a call-in show. I think I told him the next show I did would be a call-in show, but I completely forgot to uh, to do it on this one. Next stream, we'll do call-ins. We're going to do open lines on the next stream. Do a little open debate if you want. You can do a little open debate if you want. Um, but yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> the open line show is coming. And thank you to Matt Andrews, the top sponsor of the last chat. Sent the said that that double zero that triple digit super chat. Really appreciate that, Maddie. Hope you I hope you're watching this, Matt. Next time we're gonna do those call ins, and uh, I know you always like to call in. We do the call in shows, Matt. Uh, John Connor donated another five bucks. Says check out Zoom trolling on YouTube. These Zoomer kids hack into these classes and tear apart these teachers with foul language. That sounds that sounds entertaining. Also. It's not. It's it's like sometimes some of these zoomers with their uh, with their trolling. Sometimes it's like, oh man, there's it kind of gives me hope, right? But then it's also it's like these kind of just also just spreads nihilism and <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, but you know that I'll have to check that out. Thank you very much. If you have any specific ones, let me know. But yeah, that's um, a lot of a lot of zoom trolling is going on, isn't it? A lot of Zoom trolling these days. Friends with Trees donated five bucks. Thank you, Friends with Trees. I said the fact said that I should. The fact, ooh. You trying to bait me into rapping? You're trying to bait Lil Aids here into dropping some rhymes? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, guys. The, uh, all you supporters, thank you very much. The streams are done for you guys, and they're sponsored by you guys. Right for you, by you, Fubu. 
Yeah. In honor of Black History Month, these streams are for us by us, meaning you. But you're not a part. I'm not a part of um, of that. It's you. So it's F U B U. Okay, Fubu. For you by you. These streams. <laughs> these streams are happening. Um, all right, we got we got some news out of the UK. Some news out of the UK. DriveTribe.com. British motorists to receive $3,000 a year to give up their wheels. $3,000 a year. So here we go. Here we go. Like we've been saying for years. Like we've been saying for years. This climate crisis rhetoric, it is all about getting you to give up your ability to freely move, your ability to make choices on what you do with yourself. It's ultimately about taking away your ability to even own property. Right? You will own nothing and be happy, said the World Economic Forum. In 23, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy. Well, well, hmm, hmm. British motorists to receive $3,000 a year to give up their wheels. The two-year trial scheme in Coventry aims to get more Brits utilizing public transport. Selected Britons are set to be awarded 3,000 euros, or no, it's pounds, right? 3,000 pounds, not dollars. 3,000 pounds, which is a lot of dollars a year to stop driving their cars as part of a study aimed at calculating the cost of reducing the dependency on using high emissions personal vehicles. Oh, it's about reducing emissions. We're going to save you from climate change by locking you up into smart cities. And then, of course, you're going to need your vaccine passport if you're going to want to go anywhere, aren't you? You're going to need your little passport that says exactly that you've done exactly what the good grown-ups like Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, want you to do, right? you got to jump through the hoops in order to get your social credits to allow you to use the public transport, which is so green. Now, it's set to play, take place in Coventry over the next two years. Owners of pre-Euro 4 petrol and pre-Euro 6 diesel vehicles are eligible as part of the scheme, which aims to establish how much funding would be required to get drivers to ditch their older vehicles in favor of greener transport. So again... It's all a huge scam. It's all a huge scam. Oh, here you're gonna you're gonna have access to these little bikes, and you just swipe your microchip. You swipe your little microchip, and if you have the proper QR code, you can use one of these bicycles. You can use the bicycle. <laughs> so, there you go. There's nothing wrong with riding bikes. Right? Nothing wrong with riding bikes. Nothing wrong with using public transport if you can, but this is not about that. This is not about saving the planet. It's about controlling behavior and movement. That's what it's actually about, right? So then, of course, this ties in with uh, Microsoft and Anthem Health, right? Allison McDowell tweeted this out. Los Angeles Unified School District teaming up with Microsoft, Bill Gates, of course. Why, why, why are Bill Gates filthy... Faggy little hands all over everything. Here's a Los Angeles Unified Daily Pass, right? So her tweet says, deep breath, Microsoft and Anthem Health controlling children's access to in-person schooling in Los Angeles public schools via a daily QR-coded pass linked to health questions, weekly tests, and injections. So here is your social credit system. Here is the social credit system right there. This is it. 
<sighs> I'm all hopped up on milk tonight. <laughs> um, this is crazy, right? This is insane. All right, let's check out the ad here. I'm not seeing this yet. Hello. I know you're taking the time to watch because you care. <laughs> Hello. I'm a creepy-ass L.A. Unified School District official. You, you don't want to know how I got this job. You don't want to know some of the things I've had to do to get this position in the bureaucracy in the Los Angeles Unified School District. Here I am on an empty football field, perfectly groomed. Just like these children who watch Sesame Street. <laughs> the, the L.A. Unified School District. Uh, we, we just want to help you. We just want to help. Watch, because you care. And you don't want your child to miss the opportunity to come back to school as soon as possible and in the safest way possible. Here's what we're going to do to your children when they come back to school. <laughs> Here's how we're going to torture and destroy your child's physical and mental health for the next four years here at this high school. Oh, man. The, the, the inspirational music, too. It's been a tough year. 2020 was hard on all of us, especially us teachers <laughs> and superintendents at the Los Angeles Unified School District. We had to stay at home and get paid more than our usual salary and not even go to school. Most of us were taking vacations to places like Cabo San Lucas and doing Zoom meetings while half drunk, in our pajamas, coked out of our mind in Mexico, while all your children sat at home, <laughs> terrified by the propaganda that we were constantly feeding them. And we know it's been a really hard year. How, how long until he says something about it? It's been a hard year for all of us. You don't want your child to miss the opportunity to come back to school as soon as possible and in the safest way possible. They, they start right out with the, with the gaslighting, right? You don't want to make your child miss the opportunity, do you? Well, <laughs> here's what they're going to have to do. You know, in China, they're doing anal swabs for COVID. <laughs> now, we're not going to do that quite yet. But we're going to remind you that they are doing that, and it might be necessary really soon. Let's see. What, what are you going to do? If you care, or you wouldn't be here with me now. For all of us at LA Unified, nothing matters more than welcoming your child back into a school classroom as soon as we can in the safest way possible. In <laughs> the safest way possible. In the safest way possible, using the guidelines laid out by the Rockefeller Foundation back in June of last year. <laughs> you guys remember the, uh, that Rockefeller Foundation document? That we've covered many times here about the contact tracing, about the constantly DNA swabbing everybody, about the need for contact tracing brigades, for applications to track and trace everybody's movement. Here it comes, here it comes, right? This is what they're gonna be talking about. That's why I'm here today with a big, big announcement, and you're the first I'm sharing with. During the past many months, we've been working hand in hand with Microsoft. <laughs> <sighs> create a great solution to bring students, teachers, and all who work in schools back to school in the safest way possible. Microsoft. It's right. a real breakthrough for keeping your child safe when they come back to school. It's a real breakthrough. We're going to insert a probe rectally in your child <laughs> as soon as they enter the school grounds. That probe will set off an RFID signal. If your child happens to have too high testosterone that day, They'll join us in the nurse's office, and we'll give them a, an, a, a puberty blocker. <laughs> we'll give them some, uh, some estrogen injections, if they're a male. Which doesn't really exist. 
We'll get to that later. It's called the Daily Pass. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to Aran Megiddo from Microsoft. Here's here's a <laughs> what is it? It's gonna be like an Indian guy. Here's an here's an African American that works for Microsoft <laughs> because. Our research shows us that if we put an African-American in front of the camera, you'll feel guilty because you're a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Oh, no, I was wrong. I thought it was going to be a black dude. Thank you, Austin. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> what? Thank you, Austin. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Austin. At Microsoft, our top priority is helping educators, students, oh. and their caregivers with the yeah. tools and support they need for their health and learning. That's their top priority at Microsoft. Since the spring, our teams have been collaborating closely with oh. LA Unified to support running schools remotely. Educators, students, and parents have needed to adopt new ways of teaching and learning. It has been inspiring and incredible to watch you move learning forward. We are so pleased to be working with LA Unified to help you return schools back sooner and safer. We are excited for you to start yeah. using Daily Pass. <laughs> now, that's so you got you have all right. Common Pass is being uh, promoted worldwide, right? Oh, you got to get your Common Pass, your COVID Pass. Now, Microsoft is going to implement Daily Pass in all the schools, right? Microsoft and Bill Gates are going to get Daily Pass. Right, so th these are these are. This is just technocratic behaviorism, right? This is just the Skinner box society that these people have been building, right? Where you are constantly feeding data into Microsoft. You're constantly feeding data into big tech. And they're constantly modifying your behavior with these arbitrary, schizophrenia-inducing measures you find that out? make no sense. Find out. That make no sense at all. Find out. We, got, we got super chats. So that, you know what makes sense? You guys supporting this stream. If you... If you guys want to get your children back to school safely, please consider giving a mandatory donation to this stream. If you want to ever be allowed to hug your parents, your in-laws again, or to hug Stephen Colbert's in-laws like we discussed last stream, consider giving a donation. Consider adding whatever donation you were considering, add a zero to that. If you were to give a $5 donation, go ahead and add a zero to that. <laughs> Help save the planet. Help the children. Uh, Friends with Trees donated five bucks. Friends with Trees says, you give me hope for my first child who will enter this fallen world in June. God bless, man. Congratulations. Um, you know who else is having babies? Lots of really cool people having babies these days. Uh, congratulations, uh, congratulations on you, on your beautiful child coming into the world. Uh, may God bless you with many years and... May you never let your child go to the LA Unified School District with this, uh, <laughs> with this uh, lovely man as superintendent. So yeah, that's that's really awesome. Friends with trees, you're up there now. Friends with trees, one of the top super chatters, one of the top. We got John Connor jumping in again. John Connor says off topic, but I've been into flat Earth. Oh no. Is Earth flat and stationary or a globe traveling at 66,600 miles per hour through space? Why are the stars the same every night? Dude, John Connor, you're from the future. You got to tell us, man. We, that, that is not a topic that we can even... You can't even discuss that shit on YouTube anyways. Uh, YouTube, YouTube flattened 
the curve on that one a long time ago. So uh, yeah, that's that's not something I'm interested in. Uh, not something I really actually care about. I actually think it's a uh, I think it's a big distraction, possibly even psyop issue. Remember that came out not too long after what's his name? Uh, not Brennan. What was the guy's name? Ah, oh, the the Obama. Uh, information czar or whatever, and he talked about spreading fake conspiracies online in order to distract and discredit uh, legitimate conspiracies. Um, but anyways, no, I'm I'm not that interested in it. But I I don't I don't hate on it. I don't hate the flat earthers. What we what we are sure about here, we know that the Earth is fat. The Earth is fat. So if you if we're gonna have a bunch of fat uh, uh, flat earthers in the chat, you guys will get timed out. Y'all will get timed out, right? I look outside right here. I'll tell you what. I look out my window, and the earth here is definitely not flat. It is mountainous as heck. It is mountainous autofocus. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, you know, some people are saying, uh, it says so in the Bible. No, there is not a biblical basis to the fat earth theory. There is no... Patristic church fathers definitive statement on the shape of the earth. There is no dogma about the shape of the earth. We ain't attached to it. It doesn't matter ultimately, but it is what it is. Um, all right, here we go. So yeah, the the earth is definitely fat. The earth is fat AF, fat autofocus. But thank you, John Connor. I appreciate that. All right. So you guys, we are doing the uh, the super chat competition through Streamlabs. Remember, through Streamlabs, don't do it through YouTube. YouTube gets that money. YouTube gets that money. But if you do it through Streamlabs, YouTube gets nothing. YouTube, you get nothing if they do it through Streamlabs. So we got some of the top super chatters of the night. We got Mick Ale, of course. Top bigger of the night, Mick Ale. Thank you, Mick Ale. Top sponsor of the stream. Then we got Daniel Miller. Send a super chat here. Daniel Miller. Daniel Miller pulling in with a $5 super chat. Says, happy to support my favorite Christian Freemason meat industry shill. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Miller with that $5 super chat. Dude, what happened to your, your boy Frankie, Frankie Tefano? I guess somebody told me he, he's not, he hasn't made YouTube videos for a couple weeks. And I went over and looked at his channel. And he, he hasn't made YouTube videos for a couple weeks. So maybe he took our advice. Remember a long time ago, like, legitimately, Frank, just get off YouTube for a bit. Get your life together. Quit freaking worrying about what people think about you. This is not a healthy environment for somebody who's, you know, dealing with so much stress, not able to sleep and whatnot. So, hey, maybe maybe Frank's getting better. So, yeah, we, we got no hate for Frank, even though he called me. You know, what's, what's funny is, like, here, here on this channel, and we're, we're not like a... Uh, you want to find out? Find out. I do want to find out. Find out. I want to find out. Um... We, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we don't, we, we're not like a, 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 we don't talk a lot about, you know, secret societies or anything like that. But I have denounced Freemasonry many times, right? As Orthodox, uh, we, you know, Orthodox Christianity is one of the few, one of the few, uh, that, you know, that we don't believe that Orthodox Christianity is like an institution. We believe it is the, the literal body. Uh, of Christ, <laughs> but uh, but Orthodox Christianity is one of the few, few groups here that uh, that actually denounces Freemasonry. So yeah, 
And I thought it was really funny. And he, he said, all Christians are Freemasons. <laughs> it's like, but thank you for reminding me. Um, hopefully, hopefully Frank's doing well. Hope all's good with Frank. I'm sure he'll be back. He's probably just taking a break. Some people are like, Frank's all gone off of YouTube. I don't think he would do that. I think he's just, I think he's taking a break, to be honest. I think he's taking a break. But we got, oh, snap. Oh, snap. We got, we got Field Marshal Bart K. Field Marshal Bart K coming in. Is that, is that real? Is that for real? He took my advice. I was like, if you're thinking about do donating, if you're thinking about super chatting, you want to be a savior of the planet. We got Captain Planet, Field Marshal Bart K. I don't know if that's, is that the real Bart K? Is that the Bart K? The Bart K? I did see him in the chat earlier. I hope that is because that would make me feel extra warm and fuzzy, fuzzy inside with my buddy, the Bart K. Sends a $100 super chat. Taking the advice. Remember I said, hey, if you're thinking about donating, you really want to save the planet. Add a zero. Add two zeros to whatever you're thinking about super chatting. But we got the top bigot sponsor of the stream right now. Field Marshal Bart K. Says, Yellow Ted says to ask you to hook him up with Elmo. Stay safe, bigots. Stay home. Comply. Wear a face diaper. And let the responsible grown-ups from science mess with your DNA. What could go wrong? Bart K. I can't thank you enough, my friend. I'm honored. I'm honored. I, I got to say, I, I quite enjoy when people send generous super chats, right? Because... Hey, it makes, makes me feel appreciated, right? It makes, it makes me feel like the work we do here is actually enjoyed and not taken for granted. But then when it's somebody like Field Marshal Bart K, when it's a highly respected elder of the bigot community, <laughs> then don't be offended when I say elder. Because um, I know even when I say elder, it's, 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 a, it's a term of endearment. I'm not saying you're old, Bart K. I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're old. I'm not not saying you're old, Bart K. <laughs> but um, we got we got the OG Bart K, right? Who, who actually does speak for science, right? If you guys want to learn about the science, check out Bart K over there. I know he's been doing most of his stuff on Odyssey now, which we do have our Odyssey backup channel as well. And I didn't. Oh, yeah, it is. It's linked in here. There we go. It's linked in the description. Our Odyssey backup channel. So yeah. You guys, make sure to support Bart K. Field Marshal Bart K, we salute you. You are the arch bigot of the chat tonight. You don't have a hand. When I, when I cleared my mods list, Bart K must have been... He didn't get, his, he didn't get a hammer back. We gotta, we gotta hammer him so I can see his name when it pops up. I'm not saying you could buy a moderator position. But Bart K just realized, made me realize that he is not a moderator at this point. So, congratulations. Use your wrench wisely. Anybody who says the earth is not fat, ban them, Bart. No blue wrench, no cry. <laughs> you got it. All right, Bart K, thank you, dude. John Connor donated five bucks. John Connor for the future. Since I graduated college near the Microsoft compounds, they would send their minions to pump propaganda, and we had the Nike CEO from Oregon give the commencement speech telling us to conform to the change slash NWO. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Not surprising whatsoever, of course. Not surprising at all. Thank you very much, sir. Sirs. Zers, perhaps. I don't know. Thank you. All right, let's come back here. 
Let's finish up with uh, with this Los Angeles Unified School District thing. You'll start using dating pads. Now, back to you, Austin. Thanks, Aram. You and your colleagues at Microsoft really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> I, can't, I can't get past one line of these cornballs with... <laughs> I can't get past one line of these cornballs without having to pause it just so I can laugh. Look at this. Alright. Watch you move learning forward. We are so pleased to be working with OA Unified to help you return schools back sooner and safer. We are excited for you to start using dating pads. Now, back to you, Austin. Thanks, Aran. You and your colleagues at Microsoft really knocked it out of the park. Now you're probably wondering, what exactly is this big breakthrough? Well, we put together a short video to explain all the benefits of the Daily Pass for you, your child, and everyone in your family. All who have used this Daily Pass at schools are committed to keep using it because they know it keeps everyone in the school community safer. They know it keeps us safe, and we know it keeps us safer because Microsoft paid me a hefty portion of money to completely sell out our school district to this. <laughs> We know it's safer because Microsoft promised not to release the blackmail footage that they had of me to get me to sign on to this. So we know it's safe. What, all right, so this is, we're halfway through the video, and it's just, oh, we're so happy. Microsoft's so good. Microsoft make kids safe. Microsoft make kids so safe. Me so happy. That schools are committed to keep using it because they know it keeps everyone in the school community safer. Enjoy the video. There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, except the common cold <laughs> and a mild flu season. <laughs> There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. <laughs> here's what we're, we're going to show you what we think. Here's, we're going to show you what the conversation should be like in your home. Look at mom, depressed, hopped up on pharmaceutical pills, hung over from having a couple glasses of wine and some Zoloft's the night before. <laughs> Lunesta, rather. <laughs> hung over from wine and, and Lunesta. Balancing it out with a couple of, uh, a couple of nice doses of Zoloft in the morning. Vacantly chopping carrots. Perhaps even cutting the tip of her finger off. And not even noticing it because she's so high on pharmaceutical pills. While her child hopped up on Adderall. Gritting her teeth in the background. Scrolling through a Facebook feed. Full of propaganda to scare her into submission. Says, Mom, I'm so scared. Are you also scared, Mom? Yes, child, I'm afraid also. But don't worry, Bill Gates is going to give you an app. That will make sure you have all the proper injections. And you can even take behaviorist exams to make sure that you think the right thing so you can go back to school and be safe. 
Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Wear masks. Make sure we social distance. Our scientists, right? <laughs> this is, remember, this, this guy is walking around at the high school. Okay, I guess the, the superintendent of the LA Unified School District would be in charge of elementary school, middle schools, and high schools, to be fair. But, like, this is so, this is so dumb. The science shows us that there's three things you have to do. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and be completely obedient to whatever crazy government guidelines the media tells you you have to obey next. <laughs> there's just three things you have to do to stay safe. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and the third thing is do everything that the TV tells you to do for the rest of your life. Give up all of your freedoms and become a soulless, eyeless, flat cartoon character like this woman in the picture who doesn't even have pupils. There's three things you, can, there's three things you need to do, according to the science, to make sure you don't get sick from COVID. First thing, wear a mask. Second thing, wash your hands. Third thing, take vaccines for the rest of your life, always, whenever the pharmaceutical companies come out with a new one. And we're going to force you to take them because we won't let you participate in civil society unless you have the proper QR code on your cell phone. And we're going to have to implement a total technocracy, eugenic slave grid, and control all of your movements and all of your thoughts and ultimately all of your hormones as we monitor your vital signs through Microsoft's patent W02020606606 and control you using social credit cryptocurrencies that will allow you carbon credit indulgence outdoor time. And even, perhaps, you can hug Stephen Colbert's in-laws if you jump through enough of the hoops. We got the super chat. Here we got another bigot in the chat. Mick Ale. Mick Ale up in the chat. As well as Good Global Dan. Good Global Dan and Friends with Trees. Friends with Trees jumping up there. Friends with Trees is, is inching forward in the Super Chat competitions. He is one of the top Super Chatters. Friends with Trees donated 10 bucks. says, I'm one of your top Super Chatters. Stop. You're making me blush. And the fact that I said should. The fact that I said should. Shout out to Lil Aids. And rest in peace, Frank. Oh, come on. Frank. Frank's alive. Frank's got to be alive and well. We, we wish the best for Frank. And thank you for the fact that you said should. I don't know. There are a few people here know what you're talking about there. I know what you're talking about there. We have, we have too many inside jokes here. Uh, thank you, friends with, friend with trees. Friend with trees. I like that. You are one of the top super chatters. And I will not stop making you blush. You are a good global citizen. And you're helping to stop the climate crisis with every $10 donation you send. Right? Um... We got Good Global Dan, donated $5. Donated $5. Says, tell your viewers about the dangers of xenoestrogen. They are changing our endocrine system and causing us to go sterile. Children of men was predictive programming. Absolutely. We've been talking about this for a long time. Xenoestrogens in everything, in these plastic products. In Anthony, Dr. Anthony G.J., right? I don't know about the G, but Anthony J. Yes. Okay, if you search on my channel, Anthony J., you see the interview we did with Anthony, I think it must have been uh, probably maybe two years ago. Estrogeneration. Dr. Anthony, I think it's Anthony G.J., which sounds really funny when I say it, but I believe that is his, his name. Thank you very much. Good Global Dan. And that is another one of the things. It's not just, 
It's not just phytoestrogens and foods, xenoestrogens environmentally, which are actually, I mean, they're all over. Like all these plastic things that we use, it's, it's all over the place. And we see the sperm counts decreasing dramatically. The testicle size on all mammals is decreasing, right? We are being engineered to be sterile and infertile. And Children of Men, I got to revisit Children of Men. I haven't watched that movie in about 10 or 12 years. But yeah, absolutely, man. This is, uh, it's about depopulation. It's about population control. And it's not just about the control of what population, uh, what the population does, says. It's about control of breeding, ultimately. This is what people like Bill Gates are obsessed with, eugenics. Uh, so Mick Ale donated 20 bucks. Mick Ale creeping up there. Another top super chatter, another arch bigot in the chat. Mick Ale says the science is settled. Greta Looney Thunberg will save the planet. Bill Nye the scientism guy and Neil the ass Tyson will also save us from ourselves. Rejoice. Gil Bates will block out the sun and make us all drink the poo poo and the pee pee. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. That's, that's what's coming next in this, uh, in this video that we're watching, right? That's what they're going to tell us next. The LA Unified School District video here. Thank you very much, guys. You guys are good global citizens, clearly. You guys do care about the planet because when you send those donations via stream... Oops. When you send those donations via Streamlabs, you are doing just that. You're saving the planet from yourself. Here we go. Let's go back. And I don't want to get you and Dad sick. <laughs> Our scientists tell us there are three things. <laughs> so sad music and then ding. Shh, shh, and then it <laughs> moves into the happy music. Here's the solutions. Here's the problem. You're depressed and at home. You have no connection with your family because you're constantly watching weaponized pop culture. Your kids are turned against you because they're weaponized against you by the weaponized pop culture. And we've completely destroyed your mental and physical health by feeding you complete lies for several generations now about the reality that you inhabit. But don't worry. Ding! There's a solution. Wear a mask and take your jabs. Come on. Our scientists tell us there are three... Our scientists, right? Our scientists tell us. Scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Wear masks. Make sure we social distance. And wash our hands. And remember, all three of these things destroy your health. All three of these things destroy your health. Wearing a muzzle deprives you of oxygen. You're trapping these gases, bacteria, and everything from your mouth that you're not supposed to be rebreathing. You're decreasing your oxygen levels. Social distancing destroys your immune system as well. We're social creatures, right? Loneliness is how you break prisoners. Right. Isolation is one of the best predictors of early mortality. Right. Isolation kills you. So they're, they're telling you, decrease your oxygen levels. Rebreathe your filthy mouth bacteria that you're meant to be breathing out. Never have contact with human beings. And let's see what number three is. What do you Masks. think number three is? Number, th number three, cut off your pee-pee. <laughs> number three, get gender reassignment surgery. Like, what is number three? Make sure we... So number three is a vegan diet. Social distance and wash our hands. And now, your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Introducing Daily Pass, your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. 
each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. <laughs> There's just three simple things that you have to do. The, the, listen to this bullshit. The, the science tells us that Microsoft's safe pass is what's going to keep you safe. This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. That's it. Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. I can't believe this. Make sure we social distance and wash our hands. And now, okay, no, those, those were the three things, but now we're adding one thing. I'm sorry. That would have been so funny if it was like, our scientists tell us that. <laughs> and the third thing is like Microsoft's black box pass. Microsoft's black box behavior modification app where they can just make you do anything. All this is is an app that's going to feed Microsoft your data. Give them your DNA as they constantly test your children. They're going to be harvesting your children's DNA every single day in schools. Microsoft Corporation has created another. Introducing Daily Pass. Your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your daily pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your daily pass. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. Oh, what a surprise. And then we're going to continue adding behavior modification programs to this whenever we want. But the real magic is your daily health real check. Real magic? Just answer a few simple health questions every day. <laughs> How many kids are just going to be like, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I'll tell you what, if, 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 if you gave me, when I was attending my high school in Southern California, if I was given the opportunity to take this test, I would have a fever, a dry cough, shortness of breath, and complete loss of taste or smell every single day. And like magic, your entrance ticket appears. Like magic. We give you a QR code. Whoa! You could even tattoo the QR code directly onto your skin. Look at this. Uh, it's magic. It's Look magic. That. Wow. So now you can be terrorized by the school district. Look at you standing in line like dehumanized robots. How nice. What's this guy doing? <laughs> Chris Hansen's gonna pop out of the school. <laughs> Who's this dude? Dad. Oh, hey, daughter. So, how did it go? Dad, I have to admit. I said, put your mask back on. You're putting us all in danger. What are you thinking? <laughs> like morphs into like a demon. Put your mask back on. You're putting us all in danger. <laughs> I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. <laughs> Dad, I was scared at first, but then Microsoft's safe pass made me feel so safe. So good to be back. Thanks for keeping me safe. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you.
love you so much, Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad. All those things that your dad used to say to you when you were a child, those aren't true. I love you. You're not a piece of shit, Dad. <laughs> You're a good father, and you kept me safe. I love you so much, Dad. Now, if you don't buy me all the things I want to buy you, I'm going to tell you I hate you again, Dad. <laughs> so, what is this? This is so pathetic. How did it go? Dad, I have to admit, I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was this so is not satire. Thanks for keeping me safe. Ugh. I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being a caring family. We're working together with all in the school community to bring children back to school. This is gaslighting. Oh, you're you're a caring family if you allow us to make <laughs> make your children do this. They don't they don't even show what they're forcing your children to do in the schools, right? Putting them in like plastic bubbles. Every everybody here. Let me pull up that one. Safely as possible. We're looking forward to seeing their smiling faces back in school when they belong. Thank you. Stanford Medicine. There we go. You got SRI, the Stanford Research Institute, which was involved in a lot of these early behaviors, not even early, a lot of the later behaviors programs, kind of MK Ultra style mind control experiments as well. Um, you've got Johns Hopkins, of course, members of the uh, helped to put on event 201 with the World Economic Forum and Microsoft also, uh, of course, there. Uh, Clinical Reference Laboratory, Cedar Sinai as well. So, Big Pharma, just a consortium of Big Pharma and Big Tech right here. And this, and this gaslighting from this whore at the, uh, at, at the school district. We're grateful to all you parents. You guys are keeping everyone safe. Don't you want your children to tell you that they love you again? Well, send them to our youth internment centers where we'll treat them worse than the California prison system treats prisoners. <laughs> was this shot of him walking away? Written, produced, and directed by Steve Dwarman Enterprises Incorporated. You never work in this town again, Steve Dwarman. There's like $10 million of taxpayer money. Going to making this video. $10 million going to Steve Dwarman Enterprises. All rights reserved. 2021 LAUSD. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I, I'm going to move to Los Angeles and put my child in there just so she'll tell me she loves me again. Don't you guys just feel safe? You feel safer? I feel safer. I was, I was so scared, Dad. But now I feel safe. I love you so much. This is madness. Total gaslighting. Freaking insane gaslighting there. Um, <clears throat> all right, so there we go. I didn't expect that to be a, a whole like hour segment, but there it is. Shoot, we might not even we might not even have time for the next. Uh, 
And one of the symptoms is yawning. Uh, band practice in bright green COVID-19 bubbles. How, to how the return to high school looks in central Washington. So this is what they're doing to children in the schools. If you're going to send your children to school, this is what they're going to do to them. Thanks, Dad. I felt kind of scared, but now I get to squeeze into a giant plastic clothes hamper. Now I get to squeeze into a giant plastic clothes hamper and, uh, and be tortured in my school. This is so, this is so sick. This is disgusting. I mean, honestly, if, if this is what, if, if we allow this, if, if people are allowing this, I, how, how do we not deserve this? This is what we've allowed. Right? Parents are allowing this shit. These children should be saying no. You know what? The, the suicide rates are crazy right now. The suicide rates are insane all over. This is why. This is why. This is by design. I can't believe this. This is the stupidest. If somebody had told you two years ago that this is what life would look like in 2021, would you have believed them? I wouldn't have. I didn't. I honestly, I mean, I've been talking about what's coming for a long time. But I didn't think people were this stupid. I didn't really, th I, th I thought it would take longer. I thought it would take a lot longer. But... All right, so <clears throat> we also got, you got the NYPD pulling out the uh, Boston Dynamics robot dog. Little Boston Dynamics robot dog. Hopping along there. Dad, I felt so scared. But then I realized that the New York Police Department had robot dogs patrolling the streets. And now I feel so safe. I can't wait till they mount guns on them. So, Boston Dynamics, robot dog. <laughs> the robot dog is in the streets. Wait, where'd it go? Let's see, where's the video? Video's gone. Come on. Well... Spots Rampage. Spots Rampage. Go away ad from Google. I hate Google's ads. It's so bad. All right. Spots Rampage. Pranksters have mounted a paintball gun on Boston Dynamics $75,000 robot dog and are offering the public the chance to control the bot as it wreaks havoc in an art gallery. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. So, you can mount guns to these things. Paintball guns, though, of course. They, you know, <laughs> Bill Gates would never start putting uh, weapons on drones and, and dogs. This is, I mean, we're, we're not too far away from full-on full on Terminator right now. Look at this thing. Paintball gun. Dude, 
So, yes, you can mount guns on them. Yes, you can. There's a paintball gun. Boston Dynamics doesn't like it, though. They say, we condemn the portrayal of our technology in any way that promotes violence, harm, or intimidation. Our mission is to create and deliver surprisingly capable robots that inspire, delight, and positively impact society. <laughs> we contend what this makes us look like. Come on, Boston Dynamics. They got all sorts of DARPA contracts. The, like, we all know, we all know why you're making these. <laughs> we all know why you're making these things. Oh, man. All right, we got, we got Super Chats over here. Super Chats from the Super Chads, like John Connor. John Connor, tell us, man. What's I know you're from the future. What's Boston Dynamic up to? John Connor donated five bucks. It's six feet apart because they want you six feet under. By washing your hands constantly, you're destroying the acid mantle, which is bacterial protection against sickness. Exactly. Destroying their immune system. And with, these, uh, with all these like alcohols and gels and stuff, they're also making their hands more permeable to the xenoestrogens that are environmentally ubiquitous. So you're going to see more cancers. You're going to see more gender bending going on. Because we are becoming more susceptible to these xenoestrogens as we hyper-sterilize everything and get rid of these bacterial protective layers that are supposed to be all over us. So yeah, Boston Dynamics robot. They just, they just wanted to make a robot that would walk around. Not one that they could put guns on. Come on. They just wanted a robot that would walk around and spy on you. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> what else? What else? What else? We got. Oh, okay. The next segment here. We'll come over here and uh, see what's going on in the chat first, though. Let's check on the chat. Um, what's up, Jethro? We got Jethro modding it. We got we got the mod squad up here. Jethro's here. Where'd OK go? OK, okay another one of these loyal mods. Always up helping. Um. I tell people I'm an alcoholic. Can't use the gel, says Lady Elisa. <laughs> yeah, I'm an alcoholic. I can't use it. I got an anxiety disorder. I can't wear a mask. I got, I got PTSD. <laughs> I got allergies. I can't take your shots. We all got our excuses. <sighs> what else? What else is going on, guys? Rat Splat again. What's up, Kang? Old yeller, but the robot dog kills the kid. <laughs> That sounds about right. How you doing? How you doing today, man? Rat splat again. Good to see you here. That robo dog's body looks like it could have heavy things mounted on top. That's what it's made for. It's made to mount freaking guns on it. Like, <laughs> come on. That's that's what these things are made for. These are weapons. These are weapons. <clears throat> Josh Aaron Arnold says, just tell them your IQ's too high. I'm sorry, I can't wear a mask. My IQ's too high. Um. Yeah. All right, guys. Just just a reminder. We're we're still doing that contest. We got we got Arch Bigot Bart K, top bigot of the chat with the biggest fattest super chat. Mick Ale is the second top super chatter, followed by Friends with Trees, of course. Friend with Trees, one friend. Friend with Trees. Field Marshal Bart K up at the top sent that hundred dollar super chat. Thank you, Field Marshal Bart K. But we uh, we are doing. We're having an active Super Chat competition via Streamlabs, right? To enter, you must do it through Streamlabs. Because YouTube takes a cut. And we don't like YouTube. 
so yeah, if you want to save the planet, all that money will go directly to decreasing. That's it's basically just carbon credits. When you send those super chats through Streamlabs, you get you are decreasing your carbon footprint and saving the world. Like the ethical cannibals of the world, as Slate.com is called them. We got this Slate article here. We've had uh, Army Hammer, this uh, degenerate actor, has been kind of in the news for some weird cannibalistic fetish stuff that his exes were talking about. Um, which, you know, it's actually right in line with everything that your boy Jay Dyer, young boomer, has been talking about for years over there on his channel, right? The degeneracy in Hollywood, um, all these Holly weirdos in all sorts of weird stuff. And um, here we go again. Another round of mass media trying to normalize cannibalism. Right? This is, and this has been going on for a while. We've had several episodes talking about this strange phenomenon of why are they normalizing cannibalism? Why are they not just normalizing it, but trying to make it cool, right? Vampirism, all these shows about The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, like dehumanized cannibals. But it's not just that. It's also like subtly and not so subtly telling you, hey, cannibalism's normal. So we're going to do a quick review now on eat the, eat the people, bigots, right? It's not just eat the bugs. It's not just eat the kibble. It's not just eat the toxic soy sludge. It's also now eat the people because this is going to help save the planet. Because the ethical cannibals of the world would like army, the Army Hammer news cycle to end too. I don't think a lot of people who are into consensual cannibalism would have a foot taco. Hmm? Right, so and of course they sexualize it, right? With the lips, with the tongue. What a gross ass picture. Why... Lipstick is so disgusting. Look at that stuff. That's just like toxic freaking pharma chemicals right there on those lips. I don't. People think that's like sexy. Really gross. Um, you may have heard the news about the actor who seems to have fantasies of chomping on his sex partner's flesh. One army hammer. He allegedly described himself as one hundred percent a cannibal in a message to a woman to a girlfriend. He reportedly said that he wanted to break her rib and barbecue and eat it. The story has been an absolute gold rush for tabloids. Gold rush for tabloids. Gold rush for tabloids or another opportunity to further push all the social engineering. I mean, who? nobody's buying physical tabloids anymore. People don't buy physical tabloids. Like, this is all propped up by, you know, billionaire philanthropists. <laughs> this is all propped up by big money. Right? It's not about just, oh, who, 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 how are we going to get the clicks? No, that doesn't matter. At a certain level, it really all that matters is in mass media is not getting your attention. They know ways to get your attention. Right? That, through <clears throat> basic behaviorism, they understand how to get your attention. Sex with flashy colors, with certain words and phrases. They know how to capture your attention, but it's about actually... Taking that attention and then transmuting that attention into changed behaviors in the real world. Right? So that's why they're running all this stuff all the time. So the story's been an absolute gold rush for tabloids. The New York Post published no fewer than 16 dispatches on the, pub, on the subject, including inventive listicles like five Army Hammer movie moments that are even creepier amid DM scandal. 
Still more disturbing headlines emerged this week. At some point, you may have thought, this is really not the news cycle I wanted. Well, let me tell you, the world's ethical human cannibal fetishists don't want it either. The ethical human cannibal fetish. So this is the realm of ethicists, right? Well, the science says... <laughs> oh, here we go. we got a psychiatrist. <laughs> Psychiatrists say that cannibalism is actually really cool. But it's so easy to shut down and say, that's not an acceptable fetish. You need to see a psychiatrist and be behind bars. A lifelong cannibal fetishist who goes by the pseudonym Mr. Mookie told me. He sort of felt this way growing up, too. Oh, he's so oppressed. It's so sad. I was concerned that maybe I was nuts. Borderline psycho. Then in the 90s, when the internet began connecting people of all sorts of predilections, he realized he wasn't alone. There were other cannibal types gathering in forums and photoshopping photos of models into giant pots. The photographer himself, Mookie thought he could do better and set up a website called Mookie's Kitchen, which they link to, right? So they ad try to advertise all this, which he fills with shots of women preparing other women to be eaten. So it's just like porn of the cannibal porno. Right, Coomer, Coomer Cannibals. Mr. Mookie, the cannibal Coomer. The cannibal Coomer next door. I've always approached the website as a safety valve, he says. A fun way to explore the fetish without offering anything remotely like instructions for, you know, killing and eating someone. Anthropologist Catherine Gates described visiting Mookie's set to watch a shoot in an informative 2005 Village Voice piece. So they've been, they've been promoting this dude in media since 2005. The scene is a woman on a giant serving platter going into a giant fake oven. A corn cob and meat thermometer are shoved places. For me, cannibalism is the ultimate taboo, said Regina Watts, an erotica writer. Watts is a pen name. And the author photo on her website is a deep fake. She drew inspiration from the photos on Moogie's Kitchen for a series called Dottie for You, in which a billionaire CEO, a billionaire CEO with an eating body's fetish falls for a secretary who happens to be a demi-immortal woman returns in a new body whenever she gets killed. So this is this is really sick and demonic. It's really sick and demonic. It's the, they're they're normalizing this and they're making it cool. They're trying to make it sexy. But this is this is what happens when we have a, a degenerate nihilist culture. Right? When we have a culture that denies God, that denies truth, that says the truth is just subjective, that morality is just subjective, this is what we get. Right? You get uh, schools treating children like complete slaves, complete slave dehumanized trash, right? You have, you, you actually, humanism, right? Placing, placing, um, placing man at the center of the universe, right? Man is the measure of all things, not God, right? Man who just, Evolved from rocks, right? This this is actually the most dehumanizing philosophy and the most dehumanizing worldview that you can ever feed to people, right? Devoid of God, devoid of objective truth. This is what you get, right? You get keep people killing people for pennies, people killing for no reason, people killing for fun. Right? This is this is what you get, right? Destroying the image and likeness of God. Man made in the image and likeness of God, destroying that systematically, ritualistically, in the most blasphemous and disgusting ways you can ever think of. So it's just you know, this whole piece is from Slate.com. The anime story of alien pop artists is another. 
I mean, it's just, the trash, right? But who, now, who, who is, who is funding this stuff? Biden has found a way to unite the Senate. <laughs> well, good old Biden, right? It's, uh, here you got cosmopolitan.com. This week as well, no, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yes, there's a safe way to have a cannibalism fetish. The Army Hammer story's not it. As a fetish educator, I'm so tired of seeing the Army Hammer allegations used against the BDSM community. And then they have some picture of this. Oh, look at, it's Matt Winklemeyer. He's so handsome. Look how dreamy he is. He's so handsome. <laughs> this dude, they're completely, they're advertising you just, oh, it's so cool to become completely enslaved to the passions, to just unleash the passions. You know, sex is violent. Violence is sexy. It's really sick. A few weeks ago, screenshots of messages allegedly sent by Army Hammer were posted to an Instagram account, blah, blah, blah. Since then, these stories have popped up. Most stories and commentary have remained focused on the sensationalism of his supposed cannibalism fetish and have ignored the real issue. The real issue, guys. That the foundation of true BDSM relationships is consent. We spoke to Jet Setting Jasmine, a master fetish educator, licensed clinical psychotherapist, and co-owner of Royal Fetish Films to discuss why this is so damaging. So these are the, these are the, the healers. These are the people who are going to heal you. Right? Just total coomers. Just com completely enslaved to vice. Total coomers. We spoke to Jet Setting Jasmine. They, they link to their website. Let's see what Jet Setting Jasmine. Licensed clinical psychotherapist, right? Freud. Oh, look. Bipocs. Meet the couple fighting porn's race problem. <laughs> porn's... Porn has a race problem. <laughs> Porn, Cannibalism has a race problem. Meet the couple fighting the negative gender stereotypes. Meet the gender fluid cannibals. The gender fluid BIPOC cannibals. <clears throat> and so these, these are, they're educators. They're, she's a master fetish educator and a licensed clinical psychotherapist. So these... These are the people who, if you have psychological issues, you're, if you're getting driven insane by all the gaslighting and mass media, don't worry. You can go to a licensed clinical psychotherapist and co-owner of Royal Fetish Films, JSJ, Jasmine, what is it? Jet. Jet, jet Setting Jasmine. She's a psychotherapist, clinical therapist with a strong emphasis on intimacy post-injury and intimacy post-illness. <laughs> so, yeah. As seen in Vice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll help you. She's going to help you. As seen in Vice, Huffington Post, Rolling Stone, Playboy, Forbes, Cosmo, BBC, Psychology Today, and more. So these are the, uh, these are the healers. Right? I mean, it's really sick. It's like they're, they're spreading this mental illness and then the, who, these are the people you go to to heal you from this mental illness are just sex-craved, sex-addict coomers, right? Sex-addict coomers, right? So they've, the culture, people have been told, God's not real. You're just a monkey. You're just a monkey who evolved from rocks that became conscious somehow in a cold, 
material universe where something evolved out of nothing. And then you and your great, great, great ancestors are rats, right? And you share a common ancestor with a banana. You and bananas have a common ancestor and you evolved from rocks. And we need to save the planet from you because there's too many of you. But don't worry, if you feel bad about it, you can go see a clinical psychotherapist. Come on. Come on, these, these people are not bringing you health. These people are not bringing you any healing. These people are getting you to deny God. These people are getting you to embrace complete nihilism, to embrace mental illness, to embrace hedonism, to embrace just unleashing the passions, to embrace becoming completely enslaved to vice. Not the news organization, but the things that the news organization is constantly trying to get you enslaved to. It's cyclical. <clears throat> right? So they don't point you towards what can actually heal us. Right? Which is not <laughs> which is not sexual liberation or drugs. They put they turn you away from what we should be embracing. They turn us away from the truth. They turn us away from God, away from repentance. And they tell you, <laughs> they tell you to just keep, keep going, keep going deeper into your carnal passion and desires. White healing says, consume, coom, eat the bugs, eat the peeps, eat the oxalates, do as oligarchs say. Exactly. Consume, coom, eat the bugs, eat the people. Eat the people. This is, this is really sick. So we've got uh, National Geographic. Cannibalism, the ultimate taboo, is surprisingly common. I mean, just tons of, tons of articles like this. Now, some of these are very recent. Some of these are a couple years ago. We've got particle.com, food section. Is it really bad to eat people? Clearing up cannibalism. Eating other humans is an ultimate taboo, but is it really that bad? Ethically, it raises a lot of questions. Oh, some questions. Legally, the implications can be quite complex. But what about biologically speaking? All right, because this is what you're told, that the only real laws are biological laws. The only real laws are, are, are gravity, right? The only real laws are just the physical laws, right? There's no repercussions for your actions. In fact, the repercussions for your actions, if you just dominate everybody around you in the uh, Darwinian evolution paradigm, then you win evolution. If you could just kill everybody and dominate everybody around you and become the top uh, dominant so monkey. Is a pee -pee in the poo -poo if you just become the top dominant monkey and put your pee pee in all the poo poos and dominate everyone around you, then you win evolution. You win it. You win that shit. Aaron Burroughs. Aaron Burroughs. What's up, dude? Aaron Burroughs donated 25 big ones, becoming. One of the arch bigots of this chat, Aaron Burroughs, who is a mod, who is a mod, depending on which account he's using. Uh, Aaron Burroughs, I might have to put you on timeout, man. That's was, that was too generous of a super chat, dude. Donated 25 bucks says because you saved my life. Man, I didn't save your life, dude. I didn't save nothing. I'm, I'm really glad you appreciate what we do here, though, man. You know, I'm, I'm honored to have you. I'm honored to have you on board here. One of the uh, you're one of my favorite biggest to see popping up in the chat and uh, yeah man it's been cool getting to know you over the like last I don't know maybe a couple years right so dude dude I'm glad you're doing well 
And uh, thank you for the super chat, man. It's That was really cool. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so we've got CNN host eats human brain on TV. You guys will probably all remember this one. It's a few years back. Reza Aslan ate human brain. But, oh, it's just part of it's just part of their culture, man. It's just a part of their culture. There's just a different culture. I'm gonna go eat brains with these cannibals. Dude ate a human brain for the clicks. <laughs> this is the behavior that's normalized now, though. It's sick. It's sick, and we shouldn't be accepting this and like, oh, this is funny or whatever. No, we should be denouncing this stuff. We gotta denounce this. This is this is disgusting. Cannibalism. It's perfectly natural. A new scientific history argues. It's just natural, man. Rape's natural. Murder's natural. Five taste five tasty facts about human cannibalism. The Washington Post. What kind of wine pairs best with human? Bill Schutt actually asked that question at a wine store while en route to a dinner party where the main course was the hostess's placenta. The wine clerk had no answer for him. She turned and ran away, so I picked up a nice Italian red, an Amarone, and it worked out quite well. The placenta, Schutt says, was delicious too. It was clearly organ meat. It had the consistency of veal, but it didn't quite taste like beef, he says. They're normalizing this. This is sick. Look at, I mean, look at, look at mass media. They're, they're dehumanizing us. They are dehumanizing us. Look at these gay shoes they're trying to sell us. They are dehumanizing you with these gay shoes. Um, look, you can now eat human steak. Scientists insist it's not cannibalism. Don't worry, guys, it's not cannibalism. Scientists said so. If you're feeling a bit peckish, why not have a nibble on meat grown from your own body? Scientists and designers from the U.S. have created a grow-your-own-steak kit, which uses human cells and blood to pose a question to the cultured meat industry. The Ouroboros steak, named after the ancient Egyptian snake that eats itself, right? So it's always going back to this occultism bullshit. can be grown from cells wrapped from the inside of your cheek and fed serum from old donated blood. All right, so they're, they're, they're even tying in the, uh, the old gods, the old gods, these fallen angels, Stealing your worship, the worship that belongs to God, for themselves, for the lesser gods. You've been tying it in with this. Right? Bringing back the old ways. But look, it's not, it's not cannibalism. It's all good. You know, we had this one a couple years ago. Ellen DeGeneres Salami. One company's quest to make meat from celebrity tissue samples. So they're trying to normalize this lab-grown meat. This is seven... No... This is 2014. This is eight years ago. So these are the same companies and they just keep rerunning the same propaganda over and over again. Scientists suggest eating human meat to tackle climate change. Oh! So not only is it, it's kind of normal, it's fine. It's natural, right? It's, it's natural. Don't be such a prude. Don't be such a wussy. It's just natural. Now, not only is it just natural, but it's also, it's also good. It's also good. It's good for, it's good for the planet. A Swedish scientist suggested eating human flesh to tackle climate change at a Stockholm summit, according to reports. Magnus Soderlund believes this could be a genuine solution to climate change and asserts we must 
quote, awaken the idea of eating human flesh in the future. Eat the old. Could mass cannibalism solve a future food shortage? From live science, this is back in 2011, 10 years ago. The global human population is set to hit 7 billion on October 31st. <gasps> and by century's end, we'll stand 10 billion according to the United Nations. That's a lot of mouths to feed. So this idea of like, oh, we're all responsible for feeding the world. Let's eat grandma. Researchers say that feeding on the old, or really anyone, would not solve world hunger. In the short term, eating old people might satisfy the gruesome dilemma of how to feed the population and lower it at the same time. But cannibalism on a global scale could never work in the long term. Oh, it's, it won't work. But here's the title of an article, though. Eat the old. Could mass cannibalism solve a future food shortage? Will overpopulation drive us to eat the dead? Will overpopulation drive us to eat our own dead? Controversial academic claims humanity is moving towards cannibalism at ridiculous speed. Stanford professor Paul Ehrlich. Uh, it's always Paul Ehrlich, right? Always going back to Paul Ehrlich, the Malthus of the 21st century, of the 20th century, right? Boomer Coomer, Paul Ehrlich, predicts population increases will lead to food crisis. Look, they're trying to sell me the same gay shoes again. Daily Mail. I don't know what's more offensive, them trying to push cannibalism on us or them trying to sell me those weird-looking leather shoes. Don't worry, they're, they're sustainable. They're made from human leather. Um, so yeah, Stanford professor Paul Ehrlich predicts population increases will lead to food crisis. Says we will have to address it. Says we will have to address if it is okay to eat the bodies of your dead because we're all so hungry. That's from 2014. So Paul Ehrlich, chicken little of the 70s. Paul Ehrlich was the Al Gore of the 1970s. He actually uh, coined the term baby boomers and the population bomb. The population bomb, right? Now this guy not only wrote the book called The Population Bomb, right, which where is this book? Uh, I had, there it is. The book that incited worldwide fear over, over, of overpopulation. The population bomb made dire predictions and triggered a wave of repression around the world. So that's Paul Ehrlich said the world's going to die. The population bomb. This is the baby boomers. The baby. Every time you have a baby, you're just destroying the planet. Babies are so bad. He also wrote this book, Population, Resources, Environment, with his wife, Anne Ehrlich, and another one, which sections of this are actually in Population, Resources, Environment, um, Ecoscience, Population, Resources, Environment. Now, this is like a several thousand page tome here. This is, what is it? No, 1,000 pages. This 1,000 page Ecoscience. This is, this right here, is an incredible piece of history looking at this book published in, what was it, 1970? This edition was published in 1977, but it was first copyrighted in 1970. So this is from 1977, Ecoscience. Paul Ehrlich with John P. Holdren. Now, John P. Holdren was the White House science czar under Obama. And in this book, 
not the book that uh, this article, The Population Bomb, that the Smithsonian is talking about, but this book that uh, Paul Ehrlich penned with John P. Holdren, the former White House science czar under Obama. Now they're trying to sell me fish tanks. Get out of here. This book has a whole section on how top-down government policies could force depopulation through drugging people, through putting drugs in the water, through implanting people, force implanting the population with um, contraceptive devices that could be turned on and off by the government. Right? So open advocates for eugenics, open advocates for population control, open advocates of infanticide. There even There is even a whole uh, little... Or is that infanticide one? Because that's pretty alarming the way they, they talk about it. Well, institutionalized infanticide was used at certain times, and maybe we should go back to that. You know, openly advocating infanticide. They start out the population policies section of this book, chapter 13, population policies. They start out with a quote from everybody's favorite green hero. See that right there? Mao Zedong. Of all things, people are the most precious. Mao Zedong. So this one starts out, they talk about what do we need to do? Obviously, we got to reduce the population, right? We've got three options. The potential goals of such measures in order, to, uh, in order of possible achievement are, number one, reduce the rate of growth of the population, although not necessarily to zero. Number two, stabilize the rise of the population, that is, achieve a zero rate of growth. Or number three, achieve a negative rate of growth in order to reduce the size of population. So, I'm not really good with math, but if you have a certain amount of people and you want to have a negative rate of growth, how are you going to achieve that? Well, the science would say, <laughs> you got to kill people. Yeah, so, so Chairman Mao starts out the section on population policies. These people love genocide. These people are obsessed with it. Right? Genghis Khan, he's super green. He killed so many people. Look how green Mao is. Look how green Pol Pot was. He killed half the population. And you see, you see this sentiment popping up over and over again in history, even in the French Revolution. Right? During the French Revolution, there was a huge push for depopulation. Yeah? Depopulation was a major aspect of the Jacobin revolutionary ethos. In fact, they wanted, many of the Jacobins wanted a 50% reduce, reduction in population, right? So you had 25 million people in France at the start of the French Revolution, right? Which, which was essentially Masonic in origin, right? Liberty, fraternity, equality. Right? This is done in the name of liberty, fraternity, equality. There's not going to be enough food. There's not going to be enough bread for us. How are we going to figure, uh, figure this out? Well, we've got to decrease the population, they decided. We must diminish the population. All right, so some of these guys that were associated with like Robespierre, they actually wanted to decrease the population even more than 50%. <laughs> so it's these fanatics, these insane people involved in these revolutionary movements, they always become obsessed with decreasing human population for some reason. It's very strange. It's quite strange. But it's not strange when you understand what's really the spirit behind these revolutions, right? I mean, this is demonic. It's completely demonic. 
It's about dethroning God. All right? Trampling on crown and altar. So they destroyed the nobility in the French Revolution. They destroyed the church. They destroyed all the clergy from the Roman Catholic Church. Which, you know, consequently, it's kind of funny if you actually, if you really look at it, you would have never had this revolutionary movement if it weren't for the Roman Catholic Church and its excesses that brought about the Protestant Reformation that then brought about the Enlightenment, which brought about these ideas of humanism that result in this extermination. All right, the Jacobins wanted to murder as much as half of the French population, but this isn't discussed in universities, right? these grad students that are learning about the French Revolution, they're not taught about this. They're not taught about these insane, idealistic revolutionaries who had ideas about completely decimating the population. Right? Some of these dudes, some of Robespierre's friends, would write letters talking about decreasing it <clears throat> by 50% or more. Decreasing the population of France by 50% or more. Right? There are 25 million people in France. Some of them wanted to kill 12 to 15 million, which is significantly more than half the population. And so these revolutionary movements, they always have... They always have a connection, or a, uh, they always have this thread of, well, we're gonna have to kill off all the population to bring out our utopia, right? And a lot of these people in, um, in the, the, uh, the Soviet Revolution had the same ideas. So it's, it's really a sick ethos, this whole idea of, oh, we must limit the human population. Human population growth is the number one problem on the planet. It is a genocidal, insane ideology. Right? And these people exalt Chairman Mao. They exalt Pol Pot for a reason. These people are insane people. They're insane people. Right? And of course, these revolutionaries are always very well-funded. You know, they they, they'll speak against the bourgeoisie. Right? But then they'll, they'll label guys like, uh, like bankers like Schiff. Right? Will, will be, uh, they're not bourgeoisie. Schiff's not bourgeoisie. He's down for the revolution. Right, so The artist proposing cannibalism as a climate change solution. It's not just Paul Ehrlich and these academics that are highly influential. Paul Ehrlich used to go on Johnny Carson. Let me see if I can find Paul Ehrlich on Johnny Carson. Here we go. Dr. Paul Ehrlich on Johnny Carson. 1980. Will I get copyright clicked for this? And we'll watch this in a minute. But it's also, it's also artists. The artists proposing cannibalism as a climate change solution. With these cans with the dudes' faces on them. They all, they're all old white dudes. How funny. Eat me. Sure, it's a pretty radical move, but one that doesn't feel entirely out of sync with the terrifying goings-on of the world right now. Cannibalism as a solution to climate change. This is an article on creativeboom.com from Emily Gosling. Oh, look, it's just avant-garde art. Eat the people. 
It was about 10 years ago this month that Dr. Paul Ehrlich made his first appearance on The Tonight Show, and it elicited probably more mail than any guest at that time we have ever had on the show. So look, he's, I mean, this guy's been on TV talking about, oh, look, we're all going to die since 1970. Right? He, was on, he, he was first on The Tonight Show in 1970, spitting the same BS. Uh, it had to do uh, with his book, The Population Bomb, and it was a major factor in a launching the ZPG, which is zero population growth in this country. And since that show, he's had about 25 shows with us. His many books include The Population Bomb, The Race Bomb, and his latest book concerns, I think, one of the original topics we discussed then, population. It's called The Golden Door and deals with the movement of peoples, especially with the illegal Mexican immigration. Would you welcome Dr. Paul Ehrlich. Time goes by, doesn't that it? That doesn't seem possible. It really does not. I remember that show so well. We were talking about. Well, let's start back where we were uh, talking uh, to you. Well, I remember that show so well. We were actually uh, talking about killing everybody. <laughs> you, you still want to kill everybody, Mr. Ehrlich? I mean, really, really funny if we just kill everyone, huh? Yeah. Because I remember one night you quoted a statistic on that show about population and the growth in the world generally from something like Sunday to Wednesday night, right? And you gave a figure of yeah. the total increase, births versus deaths, or the total increase in population. How much is the world... Births? Oh, excuse me. Births versus death, right? There's just not enough death. It's something that Bertrand Russell has expressed as well. There's not enough death. These people, they exalt death. Increase in population in, say, 10 years. Well, in 10 years, we've, uh, we're pushing, putting on a billion people. During that a thousand time. million people. Yeah, so uh, we're putting on about uh, 75 million a year still, even though there's been a very slight decrease in the actual percentage rate, but the percent is applied to a bigger capital right. each time. So uh, the population is still growing like a skyrocket, although there have been some few cheery signs there. I mean, it's mostly gloom. <laughs> a few cheery signs. Oh, it's just so bad that human beings are multiplying, right? Now we're <laughs> God who commanded us to be fruitful and multiply. But... No, 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 no. There's, there's good news. Don't worry. You know, we, you know, we're, a lot of, a lot of people are dying. Oh yeah, well, Paul Ehrlich, Johnny, Johnny Carson here. It'd be, it'd be great if a lot of people would just die a little faster. Huh? Paul Ehrlich. That's how these people think. It's really, it's so sick. It's so twisted. Let's, let's hear what, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? What's the good thing that's, that's happening? Boom, but. Uh... As you know, things have sloped yeah. off a bit in the United States. We are at replacement reproduction, and there are some signs that the rate is slowing in the rest of the world, but uh, nowhere is there enough signs because yeah, we're no, still. Don't worry. With, we've, uh, we've we've brainwashed women to want to go compete with men in the workplace, and you know we've actually uh, normalized normalized casual sex, which will of course decrease the population. We decided to uh, go ahead and continue to break up the family unit and. Uh, you know, we're, we can we can thank people like you, Johnny Carson, for for pushing all this in the media, all right? So you know, in the U.S., it, what the good thing is in the U.S., he says, the population growth has has slowed down, and this is a good thing, right? Less people is good to these people. I mean, it's like, what what does these people's utopia look like? What does their depopulation utopia look like? Right? We, we know what the French Revolution resulted in. It ended up in just chaos and bloodbath. It, it just chaos and and bloodbath and unleashing of all sorts of, of, of demonic activity. 
So, I mean, it's, I mean, why, what, what is their solution? I mean, the solutions that Paul Ehrlich proposes in his books, like Ecoscience here, they're all, you know, repressive government solutions of forced sterilization, government control of breeding, tighter control of resources, um, destroying economies, even talks about economic measures to bring about lower birth rates, including economic depressions. Right. A good old economic depression is going to create less people. That's good. That's such a good thing. Wow. You got the Norwegian news up in the chat. Father Deacon Ananias. Great to see you here. He says, uh, here's an argument for them. If overpopulation is true, then let's depopulate those who don't subscribe to my religion and philosophy. Yeah, well, it's, if over, overpopulation is is true, uh, then what should we do about it? Well, of course, me and people like me shouldn't be depopulated, right? Well, Paul Ehrlich is not part of the overpopulation problem. I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm so important because I'm going to help convince other people to depopulate themselves. I'm here and I'm going to help other people depopulate themselves, right? It's like they, they never want to depopulate academics, they don't want to get. They don't want to get rid of themselves. They don't want to get rid of people like them. They want to get. They always talk about oh, the third world country, the developing world. You know, there's just so many people. There's so many people breeding in the developing world. It's that they want it. They just consequently want to get rid of people in the places that have rich resources like minerals, <laughs> hydrocarbons, oil. They always. They just happen to want to get rid of the people that. Henry Kissinger mentioned he wanted to get rid of in his National Security State Memorandum 200, NSSM 200. If you look up Henry Kissinger National Security State Memorandum 200, that document explicitly says we need to stop the growth of the human population in the developing world so that we can control the resources of the developing world as we further develop our global technocracy. Right, so they they want to eliminate people, but they don't want to eliminate themselves. Right, Henry Kissinger, who's literally nine hundred years old now, he gets to decide. Right, we'll, we'll depopulate the people who Henry Kissinger wants to get rid of. Committed to something like six billion people by the end of the century, and uh, that's two billion more than we have now. We're not doing a very good job now. They're going to be food and all the resources and schools, petroleum, and all, all those funny things that we're now hassling over. Uh, things are going to be so. The, remember, this is the time when they were creating this peak oil, peak oil, right? And anybody who's worked in the oil fields in like Texas, or anyone who's worked in the oil industry in general, understands that there is more than enough oil to supply. The whole human population for many, many, many years, right? Just in Texas, you could supply all the oil needs for the entire United States. <laughs> now, they want to tell you, no, that's dinosaur bones. There's only so many dinosaur bones, dude. There's only so many T-Rexes that we can juice and burn in our cars, right? So they tell you, like, oh, it's fossil fuels, and they use this term fossil fuels now. That's not, that's not petroleum, it's fossil fuels. Very, very tight. Yeah, but biologists or sociologists ever gotten together and I hear these, these figures, and I think that's what confuses people. 
they say the world could support many more millions of people. I mean, we have something plus four billion, give or minus a few, and it can support 20 billion. Then you hear other people say there's no way it can do that because 60% of the world right now, I think, children are on undernourished diet, are they not? No, there's, there's a tremendous amount of undernourishment. All resources are tending to be short. I mean, if everything is so abundant and we can do so much, how come we're so upset when the Russians move a few more inches towards a little bit of petroleum in the, in the Middle East? Yeah. In other words, uh, I have a standard answer, as you know, for people who say we yeah. can support 20 billion people easily. Uh, we have a little over 4 billion today. Large numbers of them are undernourished. We don't have enough energy uh, to go around, people well, think. It's not enough energy, not enough food. So, I mean, these are the people who, here's in his book, here's a quote from his book. To most biologists, an embryo or a fetus is no more a complete human than a blueprint is a complete building. The fetus, given the opportunity to develop property, properly before birth and given the essential early socializing experiences and sufficient nourishing food during the crucial years after birth, will ultimately develop into a human being. So, <laughs> in his book, right, babies aren't even human beings. Right. Oh, according to uh, to me and some scientists, a fetus is not a human being. In fact, it's not even a human being until it... Check this out. This is a quote. The fetus, given the opportunity to develop properly before birth and given the essential early socializing experiences and sufficient nourishing food during the crucial early years after birth, will ultimately develop into a human being. Where any of these is lacking, the resultant individual will be deficient in some respect. From this point of view, a fetus is only a human potential. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, is only a potential human being with no particular rights. Oh, well, that's settled then, guys. Fetuses are just potential human beings up until they're a few years old. I mean, these, <laughs> that's in his uh, population policies chapter, which has many more... Uh, he talks about the uh, the moral obstacles being, of course, religion. All these pesky people who believe in God, who believe that there's some sort of importance to human life. They're the problem. He talks about population control direct measures. Before any really effective population control can be established, the political leaders, economists, national planners, and others who determine such policies must be convinced of its necessity. And this is what people like him were tasked to do, right? to convince leaders that it's necessary to start exploring ways to kill people and to destroy human population growth. He talks about socioeconomic measures, right? depressions, economic depressions, economic pressure to decrease the population and the birth rate. He talks about possibilities in the sphere of family structure, sexual mores, and the status of women that can be explored. With some exceptions, women have traditionally been allowed to fill, fulfill only the roles of wife and mother. Although this has changed in most, most developed countries in recent decades, it is still the prevailing situation in most less developed countries. So, right, putting women in the workplace to compete with men. This is a way that we can decrease the population. He then talks about involuntary fertility control. The third approach to population limitation is that of involuntary fertility control. Hmm. Hmm. Several coercive proposals deserve discussion, mainly because some countries may ultimately have to resort to them unless current trends in birth rates are rapidly reversed by other means. So there he talks about a program of sterilizing women after their second or third child. 
It talks about the development of a long-term sterilizing capsule that could be implanted under the skin and removed when pregnancy is desired. This opens additional possibilities of coercive fertility control. The capsule could be implanted at puberty and might be removable with official permission for a limited number of births. So he even talks about putting a sterilant to the, in the drinking water or staple foods. So this, <laughs> Paul Ehrlich. No. Environment is deteriorating and so on. Why don't we try doing a really good job with 4 billion people? See if we can do that. After we got 4 billion people well taken care of in a clean environment with good health and everybody's fed and everybody has opportunities and so on, nice. then we can say, gee, all right, maybe we could do with five. What would be the advantage of five? Well, there would be another half a billion women, for instance, which I would find. You like that? Uh, yeah, right. But, but. It's just like Dr. Strange Love, right? We must select the women. Select the women for their for their sexual proclivities. <laughs> they, all the all these all these coomers, all these population controllers. They want to they want to decrease the population of all the males around them, right? We oh, must get rid of all the capable breeding men, and then of course, I will have to keep a harem of women for myself. <laughs> I just soon have the four billion taken care of right first. I think less, yeah, I think you're right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, life is more than existing. You have to talk somewhere along the line about the quality of, of life. Exactly. That's my perception. I, I'd be interested in what the audience thinks. I, I think, from my point of view, the quality of our lives has gone downhill in the last 10 years. Uh, the quality of our lives. This, dude, this dude's on Johnny Carson. This dude's on television here. Dudes on Johnny Carson complain, oh, Lord, the quality of our lives is so low, right? This is a highly wealthy person, had some of the most popular books, but oh, no, it was such a bad quality of life. Dude, you know what's crazy? People that live in the what these people call third world countries that own very, very little, that own the clothes on their back, some of them own the land beneath their feet, they're so much more fulfilled joyous, happy, and have much more meaningful lives than people like this who are out there complaining on television about the quality of life, wearing a suit and tie, talking to Johnny Carson. Dude is a celebrity. Mr. President, I would not rule out the chance to preserve a nucleus of human specimens. <laughs> a nucleus of human specimens. It would be quite easy. <laughs> 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 Some of our deeper mind shafts. Radioactivity would never penetrate a mine some thousands of feet deep. And in a matter of weeks, sufficient improvements in dwelling space could easily be provided. <laughs> How long would you have to stay down there? Well, let's see now. Uh, cobalt sodium G. Uh, uh, it's radioactive half-life of uh, mm. people could actually stay down there for a hundred years? It would not be difficult, my Fuhrer. Nuclear reactors could 
I'm sorry, Mr. President. So he goes on to talk about, oh, we, 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 must, we must actually maintain a cohort of, of sexually active women to repopulate. There would be much time and little to <laughs> the military men be included. Of course, it would be absolutely vital that our top government and military men be included to foster and impart the required principles of leadership and tradition. <laughs> Actually, they would be prodigiously, eh? There would be much time and little to do. <laughs> But uh, with the proper breeding techniques and the ratio of, say, 10 females to each male, I would guess that they could then work their way back to the present gross national product within, say, 20 years. But look here, Doctor, wouldn't this nucleus of survivors be so grief-stricken and anguished that they, well, envy the dead and not want to go on living? No, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> so yeah it's always <laughs> it's always the same it's always the same story with these people right oh we gotta get rid of the human population but we gotta keep like 10 females to eat to each each male <laughs> it's like, their utopia is so fake it's so it's it's, it's really demonic it's really the only way to describe this is completely degenerate and demonic. How many opposed? Yeah. How many think it's going up? Because I think, I, for, for example, I think right now, for something that hasn't happened in the last 10 years, people are really scared, starting to get scared again, as they should have been for a long time, about the prospects of a nuclear war. Yeah, that, that doesn't add a lot of quality to your life, you know, when you're starting to dig. No, we used to think that, you know, I'm... <laughs> Pulling pull the Doctor Strange love narrative out of your own nuclear war, nuclear war, the population bomb, climate change, the global problems. We need a solution. Remember the days of civil defense when they taught the kids to get under the desk and everybody was digging shelters in their backyard. Then we went through that, and and now all of a sudden the whole mood has turned around, and people are now thinking of the unthinkable. Would that be just about the last? Uh, if, it, if we ever had a nuclear war, wouldn't that just be about checking out time? All, all you have to do is think of the environmental effects, and you know, yeah. although a few people might survive, our civilization would not. Yeah. Uh, I, I just ask you to contemplate one thing. Uh, we could get along easily without the oil from the Middle East. Remember, only about 45% of our energy comes from oil. Uh, only about half of the oil now we import, and only about a third of that is from the Middle East. Now, I ask you, what is going to disrupt your life more? starting to really do the conserving we should have been doing since 1952, or having two-thirds of the United States vaporized and the rest of the people uh, get very well dosed with radiation. In other words, people have got to balance uh, one thing against another. What's the priorities again we talk about? First of all, uh, one has to ask the question of what, do the Russians really want the Arabs under their care in order to get the oil, since the Russians have plenty of oil. But See how, to, <laughs> how it, really, it all comes down to geopolitics. It all comes down to the control of resources. That's really what it's about. It's about control of resources, dominance, geopolitics for these people. Now, so Paul Ehrlich saying, oh, we might have to eat people. We're going to have to eat each other. Right? This is... 
almost this is f almost 50 years after he was initially saying there's just going to be piles of corpses everywhere we're not going to be able to feed the planet we're all going to die 50 years later he's still saying this stuff none of his predictions have come true the guy's been shown to be a total quack but he's still exalted as some you know great thought leader do we really want to threaten to blow up the world over a resource which we know damn well is going to be going in 20 or 30 years anyway. In other words, it's not like we're not sucking that oil out of the ground. Oh, if we started getting smart and becoming independent of that oil reserve, all we're doing is moving the timetable up a little. And to talk about blowing up the world over that, I think, is just yeah. crazy. Uh, when, I, when I see Mr. Pazinski on yeah. the news. Oh, look, look. Look at all these geopolitical maneuverings that could result in a world war. The only way to stop this is voluntarily... Decreasing our human population and having the government control breeding. Huh? What? Doctor, you mentioned the uh, ratio of uh, 10 women to each man. Uh, w wouldn't that necessitate the abandonment of the so-called uh, monogamous sexual relationship? I mean, as far as men were concerned. Uh, regrettably, yes, but it is, you know, a sacrifice required for the future of the human race. <laughs> I hasten to add that since each man will be required to do prodigious service along these lines, the women will have to be selected for their sexual characteristics, which will have to be of a highly stimulating nature. I must confess, you have an astonishingly good idea there, Doctor. Yes, <laughs> But this is, look, it, it's, it's so goofy, it's so crazy, the scene of Dr. Strangelove, but there's so much truth to this. Kubrick put so much truth in this film. He put so much truth in this because really in the end, this is one of the final, this is like the final scene in the film, isn't it? This is the last scene and then what's his face? He goes riding down on the bomb. Yeah! Right, this is like the final scene. Because this is the, this is the end goal of all of these projects is massive depopulation, a restructuring of the way of life for everybody, directed by completely insane psychopaths. <laughs> and when I say completely insane psychopaths, it's like these are just people who have given over to kind of the, uh, like the, the, the gross demonic the spiritual forces that kind of rule this age, right? Oh, yes, we don't have to select them for the, the, the highly stimulating sexual nature. <laughs> It will be a sacrifice that we are willing to make. But this is, it's really how these people think, and this is how they were able to sell politicians on it. This is how they're able to sell these people on it. Look, you're going to have a harem. You'll have ten chick chicks, and you know, you're going you're gonna to rule the world. You're going to be like gods. You're not going to die. You're going to be like gods. That's the same old serpent sales pitch, the same old snake oil sales pitch from the garden. Right? But they're selling you this inverted theology and the serpent's now going to bring you back into paradise. Right? Just destroy humanity. Destroy yourself. Destroy family. Destroy reality. Become the destroyer of worlds and then you can rebuild. Yeah, so this is, this is why we're seeing so much talk about climate change, about cannibalism, about stopping the climate crisis. Oh, is it really bad to eat people? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, Paul Ehrlich, wannabe Dr. Strangelove mofo here. 
pushing the same crap for 50 years. And people still buy it, even though none of his predictions have come true. Not a single one of his predictions has come true. But he admits here in this Johnny Carson interview, it's all about resources. It's all about the control of resources, really. If you listen to the subtext of the conversation, that's what they're, ta that's what they're saying. Well, let's get back our little subject, nuclear power again. Uh, we've had uh, the problem of Three Mile Island. Do uh, you think we're going to have to go that way, or we're going to have to go with the other methods? Well, let's put it this way. We, 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 we're going to have to keep a lot of options open. Like many other people, I am very disturbed at the present state of nuclear power. I don't think it's an option we should forego entirely, but the thing that concerns me and most other people most about it is the fact that the way we're deploying nuclear power now, we're also essentially handing out atomic bombs to people who don't have, to nations that don't have them, and Wouldn't eventually get sooner or later. They will get them sooner or later. The point is, we might buy ourselves 20 years to try and get enough politicians together thinking the right way to change the system so that if people A, won't want them, and B, won't need them. Yeah. All you can do is... All right, so yeah, the, the nuclear threat always goes back to the, the nukes. We're holding you nuclear hostage. Get under your desks and, and be scared. Shiver. Shiver. Be so, so scared. Hide. You gotta hide. Oh, come on. Come on, Paul Ehrlich. Alright, so... What else is going on, guys? What else is happening out there? We got... We got Paul Ehrlich... Saying, eat the people. Put the pee-pee in the poo-poo and eat the people. Bigots. <laughs> we, got, we got a bunch of bigots in the chat. What's up, guys? We're going we're gonna to wrap this up soon. We're going to start wrapping this up. Remember, you guys, we're still doing that super chat competition. We got big, big, bigot, um, Bart K, top bigot, arch bigot of the chat. I know it's the morning time for Bart K. Bar K feeling generous this morning. I appreciate that big fast super chat, Bar K. Uh, top sponsor of the stream was Bar K. We got Mick Ale, of course. Your boy Mick Ale. Mick Ale. Aaron Burroughs. Who else? Uh, John Connor. Daniel Miller. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for supporting. We really appreciate the support here. Ryan S1980. What's up, Ryan? Another regular. He donated 10 bucks. His BP has one of those robot dogs on one of their oil and gas platforms. They're starting to replace us. You work for BP? That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, the great replacement is really not what people were actually thinking it would be. <laughs> the great replacement is you're going to get replaced by freaking robots. You're getting replaced by freaking robots. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Ah, Let's see. Got no, I don't see any more super chats here. Remember, you guys, um, these streams are sponsored by you, right? These don't happen without your support. We get no support from YouTube. YouTube has completely destroyed this channel's ability to grow at all. YouTube will not notify you. This channel is stopped, halted in its growth as of two years ago. So you guys got to share these videos. You guys got to like these videos. I know there's a bunch of other stuff going on out there that you could watch, but you guys tuned into this. You guys appreciate this stream, and I appreciate you guys. All right? Um, we, uh, yeah, look at that. We even got the, the homies of the stream streaming at the same time. Oh, streaming over us, overshadowing us with their stream. So thank you guys for supporting the stream. 
It's your, it's your donations that keep these streams going. And thank you guys for the support, uh, especially over the uh, Bart K, top bigot, top sponsor of the stream tonight. We got no big money vegan sponsors. We get no help whatsoever from YouTube. It's you guys who support it. So thank you guys who support the stream. We appreciate that. Peace, guys. I'm out of here. We'll do another stream probably on uh, what's today. Today's Thursday. I'm thinking maybe Saturday. Probably Saturday evening we'll be doing another stream. All right, guys. So appreciate the support. Uh, I have some announcements coming. We've uh, we've been. Uh, you know, I'll give you a little hint. We've been talking to uh, to Rockfin, so we might actually be moving because these streams uh, get zero ground for uh, for actually being able to grow and expand. This channel has zero growth potential on YouTube because of being completely shadow banned. They remove subs every day. Uh, we're looking at starting a uh, starting a channel over on Rockfin, which is going to be exclusive content over there, uh, which is exclusive content that will not be censored. So we'll be able to talk about stuff that we can't talk about here. We'll be able to talk about basically what we want to talk about. So uh, in the next month or so, we're going to see some changes here. Um, and yeah, that's going to be cool. We're excited about that because we are unable to grow this channel here. We're unable to fund this channel without you guys' support. And, uh, you know, we got some big supporters up in the chat sometimes. And we appreciate that. But some nights we get none. So we want to thank you guys who do support. We want to thank you guys who do share these, who do like the videos, who enjoy watching these. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're probably going to be moving over to Rockfin. At least a portion of the content being uh, moving over there soon for some exclusive content on that platform. And uh, we're excited about that because there actually is growth potential there. And we won't be censored like we are on YouTube. So um, yeah, we got that coming up. Um, next week, the next coaching call, the next weekly coaching call that we do in our forum and our private members forum is probably going to be on like Wednesday or Thursday. So you can become a member of PrimalEdgeHealth.com. There's a link down in the description below. Check out the link down in the description. Whoa! <laughs> Daniel Miller, last minute super chat stream labs from Daniel Miller. Thank you very much, Daniel. Daniel Miller, sponsor in the show, donated five bucks. Says nice stream, worthy of an Osho inspired. Thanks. Osho, always make sure to talk very slowly because he is high as kite on all manner of pharmaceutical pills. Osho also believes that overpopulation is the worst problem in the world. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. or uh, We'll see you guys. We're in the private members forum next week for the next coaching call. Remember, we do weekly coaching calls in there. If you guys want private coaching, dial in your diet and your lifestyle. You can't hit me up for private coaching, but the weekly members uh, forum coaching calls is a great way to get super affordable coaching for freaking way cheaper. Way, way cheaper. So become a member and you'll also get notified about these streams which YouTube will not notify you about. So thank you to the Mod Squad. To the, to the few loyal mods we have, I appreciate you guys' support. I'll see you guys next time. I'm out of here.
The minute you lay your eyes on the all-new Toyota Tundra Capstone, you'll know it was made to make a statement. With its 22-inch dark chrome alloy wheels made for turning heads, carefully crafted two-tone leather trim seats made for pulling up in style, 12-speaker JBL premium audio made for turning up, plus power running boards made for stepping out on the town. The all-new Tundra Capstone, made to make a statement. Toyota, let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Inc.